0: Um, Praise God it is good to be here. You may be seated. Thank you so much for the invitation to minister and to hopefully encourage you. Just want to just as you're celebrating your 41st year as a congregation. Amen. Just grateful for what God is doing um, when I was, um, I've been a chaplain to the Cambridge Police Department for, uh, since 2013. And uh, what I found out was that law enforcement and also those in the military, they have what they call challenge coins. And what a challenge coin is, it's a, uh, a coin or a token that is given to an individual uh, for the purpose of encouraging them or, in recognition of something special they have done, and I'm just grateful to God for your pastor and the work that he's done uh, just navigating through some tricky situations and I just want to honor him and Stephanie, God bless you, Stephanie online. thank you so much for just you so your, your just faithfulness to the body of Christ amen uh, and also there's some Individuals who have been here a long time, who've just, just faithful, and uh, earlier in the early service, I just recognize Pastor Tom and his wife Cheryl. (laughs) Thank you so much for your faithfulness, and I wanted to honor also uh, Pastor Earl and his wife Denise. God bless you. God bless you. They uh, just um, just really excited about these coins. We were able to design them our chaplains, and and so I remember I, I was going to give them out to children, and then I said, Nah, you get this coin, you got to earn this thing. And so um, these men and women of God have been so precious to the body of Christ and to this work. Um, 1 Corinthians chapter 4, verse 3. Uh, it says in the New Living Translation, but the one who prophesies strengthens others, encourages them, and comforts them. And, and I want to let you know that this is a prophetic message for this house. Uh, the Lord has been stirring my Heart with regards to the word of the Lord for this house And to individuals So it's twofold And, and so that you understand what prophecy does It's the, 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 the foundation of prophecy Is not to tell the future Come on. Come on. Come on. Not tell you who you're going to marry And how many kids you're going to have and, No, it, it, it is to That's why I put the scripture here So that you know we're in the scripture It is to encourage you it is to strengthen you, and it's to um, it is to comfort you. And that word "comfort" in the Greek means one of the definitions of that word "comfort" is to is to calm you. So I am here to 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 calm things down because <laughs> uh, with all the stuff that's going on and inflation and the change in the House of Representatives and. Stuff that the church has been going through and stuff that your church has been going through. Just a, this is, as, as young people say, it's a lot.
1: <laughs>
0: and so tell the person next to you, relax. Yeah. He, he's here to calm things down. Okay, okay. Not, not me calming things down, but the shalom of God. The Bible says in Romans chapter 14, verse 17, the kingdom of God is not me to drink, but righteousness, peace, and joy in the Holy Spirit. John chapter 16, verse 20 and 21 is my, my text. I tell you the truth, you will weep and mourn over what is going to happen to me, but the world will, rejo- the world will rejoice. You will grieve, but your grief will suddenly, can you say suddenly? suddenly? Suddenly turn to wonderful joy. A woman, when she is in labor, has sorrow or the NRV says has pain because her hour has come. But as soon as she has given birth to the child, she no longer remembers the anguish for joy that a human being has been born into the world. Father, we pray right now that you would speak to us, make the word custom-made to everybody who's in this room, everybody who's watching online, and those who would watch in the future, that they would receive a word, not from Brian Green, but a word from you. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. I want to speak to you on the subject labor pains, Uh labor (laughs) pains, labor pains. Mm. This the 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 crux of this text starts off in uh, in John chapter twelve, which is considered Palm Sunday, and Jesus' triumphant uh, entry into the city of Jerusalem on the way to the cross. And so, chapter twelve, chapter thirteen, chapter fourteen, chapter fifteen, and. Chapter 16, it, it it's talking, Jesus is talking about the promise and the work of the Holy Spirit. Of course, in uh, chapter 16 says, it's to your advantage that I go away because if I don't go away, the comforter, the Holy Spirit, the one who's going to calm things down, uh, he cannot come. But then all of a sudden, he he. there's a transition here in verse 16 where Jesus is stuck. Verse 16 where Jesus starts talking about his death and that troubled times is going to come and and, uh, and, and so as he's talking about troubled times he's, and he, he compares it to the birth of a child and that pain will f- pain occurs first first joy, then pain, then joy what do you mean I, um, the, these young people, millennials and Gen Zs, uh, they have what they call these reveal gender potties. <laughs> and I was at one, I was preaching at a church in, in Tennessee, a big church in East Tennessee, beautiful church, Calvary uh, Church in Johnson City, and the pastor's daughter uh, was... And son, we're having a reveal party And I wish I could show it to you But I know that I only have a certain amount of time To preach here And so what happened was that They're waiting for the night And I'm like, let's just reveal And then I know we got to wait for the night I was like, just, just do the reveal party Whatever you're going to do No, we got to wait for the night So nighttime comes And everybody is running outside I'm like, what do you run outside for? And all of a sudden, fireworks go up, red, blue, red. I, I mean, I was like, wow, this is over the th-. and they And they had a, um, uh, wh- what do you call those? Drone? A dr- they had a drone. <laughs> and it was like red, blah, 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 blue. Blah, 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 blah. And I'm on the... I'm filming this, videotaping this on my phone, and I'm like, red? Is it a boy? Is it a girl? Is it a boy and a girl? And all of a sudden, the blue started going, blue, now that's a boy. (sighs) I want to show you a picture of my gender reveal party. right there on the top. (laughs) And of course, this is my wife and I, when we see the reveal, we're like, yeah, all right. There's joy. And then that's one of my favorite pictures. This is my oldest daughter. She is going to be 33 next month. You know, all the, all, the, all the women who remember when their children, they had like, oh. Um, but I, there was joy when she arrived. But in the middle, can you say in the middle? Yeah. There was pain. There was pain. Now, I did this before. This is another test. How many mothers went through pain? When you brought for your your child. How many are like raise your hand? This is your day. This is this is Mother's Day. This is Mother's Day. Now, now here's another interesting thing. How many of you raise your hand, your grandmothers, your grandmothers? Grandmothers here, grandmother's here. And now, how many of you go, great girl, Lord have mercy. You did you need a prize. <laughs> but how many of you, you're a grandmother, and yet you still remember the pain? Of Delivering your child Like it never leaves you Never leaves you And So there is Rejoicing Over We're pregnant Well I don't understand that term We're pregnant She's pregnant (laughs) And then there's pain The mothers are like You better preach it son And then there is Joy of the delivery. And what I discovered as I was looking at the birth process, and that is that the 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 birth process, the 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 when the child comes forth, it is it is it is called the transition. The 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 transition period when the child is actually born. And it says here it is particularly intense and painful. Can you say amen? And what I also discover is that once the process starts, it's too late to ask for the painkiller. Too late. It's like the... <sighs> it's like the five foolish versions saying, give me oil. Too late. <laughs> too late. <sighs> oh, I'm having too much fun up here. A woman will experience pressure in her lower back, and burden, this stage is generally considered the hardest. the pain most painful and often the most difficult phase of childbirth. When Jesus was on the cross, he was going through labor pains to birth our salvation. The Bible says that he, he, he endured the pain of the cross. Hebrews chapter 12, verse one says, therefore, since we are surrounded by such a huge crowd of witnesses to the life of faith, let us strip off every weight that slows us down, especially the sin that so easily besets us, and let us run with endurance, stay the course. I think I heard that somewhere. Some church has this thing called stay the course run with endurance the race that is set before us. So how do we stay the course? How do we stay the course? We do this by keeping our eyes on Jesus, not the economy, not a person, not MSNBC, not Fox, not CNN, not Instagram, not Twitter, keeping our eyes on Jesus, not on other ministries, not YouTube, not conferences, keeping our eyes on Jesus. Jesus, who initiates, he births and perfects our faith because of the joy that was waiting ahead of him. Turns to somebody saying, you're the joy, you're the joy, you're the joy. Because of the joy, because he saw you and I, he endured the labor pains of the cross. Disregarding the shame, the disgrace, the humiliation, the stigma, the irritation, the scandal. The scandal of the cross. The scandal, that word scandal in the Hebrew is an interesting word, or uh, the Greek rather. Uh, the Bible talks about uh, the word comes and you no, know, some fell on good ground, some fell on bad ground, but it talks about uh, people turn back because. They are offended. That word offended, in other words, they let go of the word and they and and they don't grow because they're offended. That word offended is a is the Greek word scandalizo, from get from which we get our English word scandal. And don't let the devil offend you out of your birth process. That, 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 that what you're going through can be so painful that you are offended that God would cause you to go through what you're going through. And if anybody ought to have been offended, it should have been Jesus because he was going through labor pains for something he didn't even do. But he saw us. 2,000 years later so he endured the cross and now he is seated at the right hand of God. James chapter 5 verse 16 says, therefore uh, the effective fervent prayer of the righteous man availeth much. Elijah was a man with with a nature such as ours and he prayed earnestly and the heaven gave rain and the earth produced. God, Jesus, brother James, his half brother, same mother, different father, They, uh, he, he used, of all the people he used for example of prayer, he used Elijah. And he uses Elijah because Elijah in chapter 18, verse 14, Forty-two. Turn your name and say, neighbor. He's getting where he wants to go. Elijah sends his servant up seven times. He goes up because Elijah, mm, he is pregnant with rain. He has a word from the Lord, and the Lord, the word. The word word actually means seed. He has a seed of the word that says there's rain. So the servant goes up, comes back, there's no rain. Elijah says, oh, well, I guess I heard wrong. No, he says, go back up. Comes back, no, seven times. In the meantime, Lord have mercy, while he's going up, Elijah kneels down, and puts his head between his knees, laboring for rain. It is said that back in Jesus' time or in the the ancient Bible times, that the the natural posture of women when they were given birth, one of the natural postures is that they would get on their knees to let gravity do its thing and that's how they gave birth so elijah was in labor in prayer to make sure that the rain appeared and what am i saying why am i using the bible because the bible says in luke chapter 18 verse 1 Men or women are always to pray and not give up, not faint. Turn to your name and say, neighbor, neighbor. Maybe, maybe the baby hasn't come because has you've given up too soon. You've up too soon. Mm, mm, mm. You got to keep pushing. In other words, you got to pray until something happens. Because something is about to happen when you pray. Now, I'm talking from experience. Our church was just interesting. (laughs) 1975, a man by the name of, a deacon by the name of uh, uh, Josh Collins, he was actually Lynette Collins' uh, uncle who used to be the uh, music director of this church, he he prophesied in 1975, as a child growing up, 16 years old, that God is gonna fill this church to the walls of bulging. Now I want to give you a picture of our balcony. See that top there? That was our balcony when he prophesied. And when he prophesied, we were so sure that people were not gonna come to our church that we used the balcony as a storage. And when he said that, he might as well said that the moon is made out of green cheese. (laughs) But we prayed, and we prayed, and we prayed. So now 20 years later, 1995, I've become the pastor, but I still remember that word from the Lord. People were leaving. Because we, I was telling uh, Pastor Josh, we had a nationally known preacher. In fact, he was the one who actually introduced basically the Christian world to TD. Jakes. Nobody knew who T.D. Jakes was until this man introduced him. He preached at our church, one of the because you know, he liked us. But he said he had a conference, and everybody went to the conference, and he he said, Ichabod is written on that church. That church is dying. The glory of the Lord has departed. And when I heard that, I was like, well, he's an accurate prophet. He's a man of God. Let me leave too. And the Lord said to me, he is right. Unless you pray. If you will pray, I I will be the God of the turnaround. And as we started praying, we started hearing prophetic words about what God was going to do, reminding us what he was going to do. And we 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 fulfilled the word which says in 1 Timothy chapter 1, verse 18, you want to know this scripture, do warfare with the prophetic words that were spoken over your life. Sometimes you got to take God's word, put it back in his face, say, God! you said this, you're going to do it. Because all the promises of God in Christ are yes and amen. And sometimes God is saying, I want to know if you really believe because number 23 verse 19 says, God is not a man that he should lie. He's not even a son of man that he should change his mind. If he said it, he will do it. If he speaks it, he will make it good. Sometimes God looks to see, uh, do you really believe? It's easy, it's easy to hear these wonderful stories of, I started my church, and five years later, we're at 5,000. In the first year, we're at 3,000 or 300. But can you just wait on the Lord and be faithful like Zachariah and, the, and, and Elizabeth? Just wait until God finally fulfills his promise like he said he was. He's looking for some of you to see if you have, watch this, staying power. Ask the person next to you, do you have staying power? I'm about to preach up in here. You see, uh, sometimes, as you're going through, we're going through a book right now. You may want to get this. It's called Emotionally Healthy Spirituality. It's by Peter Scazzaro. And what it's saying is, is that some of the things that we do as believers are not healthy for our emotions. And no matter how anointed you are, you still got to deal with your emotions. I, 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 me and my wife are counseling a, a young couple outside of, the, uh, outside of the state. And his father passed away at 2021. 20, and they were looking for him to take over the church. And these these believers said to him, You don't got time to grieve over your father. The church needs you. They told him that at 21. He is now 41. He, has, he, he is now dealing with how his lack of acknowledging or being, being allowed to acknowledge his emotions wow. has affected him 20 years later. So what you're going through as a church and what we're going through, yes, acknowledge I'm grieving Can I preach here? Acknowledge I'm frustrated. Acknowledge that I don't know what to do. But Jehoshaphat said we don't know what to do, but our eyes are on. You, and when your eyes are upon Jesus, he will have a prophetic word that comes from a man named Jehaziel, means the Lord's his, and he says, do not worry about this great multitude that's coming against you or problems, the battle is not yours, it's the Lord's. I said, it's the Lord. We're going to find out if you really believe the Lord. And there's sometimes, oh, I'm ready to preach up in here. There's sometimes that God says, I don't want you to pray anymore. Ah, what do you mean? God said there's sometimes I want you to keep praying, but there's another thing I want you to do. I want you to push. In other words, don't pray till something happens. Praise till something happens. Because there's some things, I can't get no help in here, There's sometimes, well, God says, take off the garment of weariness and the garment of frustration and the garment of sorrow and put on the garment of praise. Some of you... Take off your grave clothes and give the Lord some praise. David said, why are you cast down? Oh, my soul, why are you quiet within me? Hope thou in God, for I will yet praise him. Are there any praises in the house? Oh, my Oh my, oh my. When they walked around the walls of Jericho, they could have prayed all day and all night. But when God heard the shout, when God heard the shout, Something happened. The walls came down. Right now, you're in, locked up in jail. Ah, you're locked up, like in jail, chained in the innermost. You can't get beyond the depression, beyond your discouragement. You're praying, you're fasting, and God is saying, "Enough! It's time for you to praise me." Paul and Silas at the midnight hour, Acts chapter 16. They started singing. This is the day that the Lord has made. They did. Did not disacknowledge their pain because they were whipped, but they decided that in everything, I can't get no help in this, in everything, not for everything, in everything, give thanks because this is the will of God. There are some things God will do when you praise him that he won't do when you pray. Could it be that he's waiting to open up your prison doors, but he's waiting for a praise? God doesn't need you to describe the scene. He needs you to make the scene. Anybody can say, oh, it's bad. Oh, people leave it. Oh, it's fine. But you need to speak what you see in the spirit. Anybody can speak from observation. I can't get no help in here. But you need to speak from revelation. What has God put in your spirit so that you can give him praise on credit? And the beautiful thing about this praise, I said the beautiful thing about this praise, that when Paul and Silas praised God by themselves, God opened the doors because the other prisoners heard them praising God, and God not only freed Paul and Silas, but he freed all the prisoners. Could your praise... Could your praise be the key to open up somebody else's door? Stop being selfish. Praise God because maybe your praise will set somebody else free. I can't hear you. I can't hear you. We don't praise God because we feel good. We praise God because He is good. So I'm going to give you 30 seconds to give God a sacrifice of praise. It's a sacrifice when I don't feel like it. It's a sacrifice when things aren't going good. It's a sacrifice. Hallelujah. I said hallelujah. Hallelujah praise God until something happens because he's not going to sit there and watch you praise him and do nothing because he has a reputation he has a reputation to plead. so even if he doesn't like you he will protect his name something is about to happen in here huh Something is shifting. There's a baby in your womb. There's there's something that God is about to do. And and when you praise him, the baby's like, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, I want to get out. Oh, yeah. The quickest way to get delivery is to praise God. And don't wait till you get in here to praise him. Praise him in your car. Praise Him in the shower. Praise Him on your job. Praise Him wherever you go. Let everything that has breath. What? Praise Him. Woo. Woo. Uh, Ah. I'm working myself up because there's stuff going on. There's inflation and all these bad news. But I run by, I live under a different government. Ah. I'm not just a citizen of the United States. I'm a citizen of heaven. Hey, there's no inflation in heaven. There's no such thing as inflated praise. Ah, give him a real praise right now. When's the last time you leap for joy? When's the last time you just praise Him from your gut and you said, I don't care what I see. I don't care what my pockets say. I don't have any money, but I have a praise. I don't have healing, but I have a praise. I don't, ah, God will do it. God will do it. Woo, God will do it. Ah, God, do I got 4 more minutes. I'm going to use 1 minute to praise him. Ah, thank you Jesus. Y'all you can do what you do. I'm going to praise him right now. Thank you Jesus. I bless your name. I glorify you. I lift you up. You are do I'm taking off these grave clothes. I'm taking off the garment of weariness, the garment of frustration, the garment of disappointment, and I'm putting on the garment of praise for the spirit of heaviness, cuz you're worthy to be praised. From the rise of the sun, to the going out of the same, you are worthy. I will bless the Lord at all times, and your praise shall continually be in my mouth. Oh, I'm going to praise you till something happens. I'm going to pray till something happens. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I want to end this with a prayer, but I I need to speak to my my African brothers and sisters. I need to speak to my South American brothers brothers and sisters. Uh, In fact, let me do this. Those of you from the continent of South America, could you please stand? You're from the continent of South America, you know, Brazil, Argentina, Colombia, okay, keep standing, keep standing, keep standing. Those of you from the Caribbean, (laughs) from the Caribbean, you know, Barbados, Jamaica, Puerto Rico, whatever, let's keep standing. Okay, okay. Yeah, Dominican Republic. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. That's right. Be proud. Yell it out. Those, okay, okay. those of you from the continent of Africa, you know, Ghana, Nigeria, Kenya. No, stand up. Stand up. Stand up. Stand up. Stand up. Okay, stand, stand. Now, I got a word for you. I got a word for you. This is just between, just between us. Between us. Between us. Uh, and let me whisper this. Don't allow the American lifestyle mm. yeah, yeah, yeah. to change your prayer life. Yeah. As David Yogi Show says, the Americans will do everything but pray. We'll give money. Oh, you won't get your money. <laughs> You've allowed the American culture to... To, to weaken your prayer life. Y'all have come out of churches that would pray for hours, pray all night, shut in twenty four hours and pray. But then you came to America and got soft. Turn your name and said neighbor, neighbor. We know what it's like to pray. See, 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 see. see, you, you, you got to America, and now. You don't need God as much as you used to. Can I preach? You, 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 come on, you, you used to be able to pray for hours. Now, after 10 minutes, you're like, oh my stuff. Woo! I want you to just shake yourself. Sh- shake shake, shake that American culture off of you. Because God has sent you here to help push out the new Church that is emerging. And so, when this church starts to call prayer and fasting next year, they need to see you here. It was quiet in this place. I'll talk about my church. I got 13 seconds, but this is a second service, so I got two hours. Only kidding. Our church shifted in prayer when God started sending Africans and South Americans. So us, so us Americans, we were like, oh, half an hour, we finish. And the Africans and the South Americans and the were like, we're just getting started. Come on now. We're just getting warmed up. We have, we, what, do you, what do you mean, finish? Finish? You call that prayer? 50, you call that prayer? Get, get, get out of here. You're going to be the pushers. I'm telling you, that's why God sent you here. Because out of all the words God used to describe his house, he didn't call it the house of giving. You're fantastic givers. He didn't call it the house of worship. You got an amazing worship band. He didn't call it the house of preaching, fantastic preaching. He called it the house of prayer. And it's sad that there's a whole lot of other things going on in God's house, but the house of prayer. So while you're standing, turn your neighbor and say, neighbor. I'm I'm talking about those of you standing, turn your neighbor and say, neighbor. We are sent here to help the pastor pastor. push push out this new baby, this new thing that God is doing in this house. Come on, let's give him a praise. Let's give him a praise. Ah, when I said that, something leaped in you. Like, yeah, I used to pray. I used to push. I used to fast. I'm getting back to it. Gordon McDonald, uh, I was at a conference with a number of the leaders here from IFC, Associated, um, Ark, Association of Related Churches, uh, and it's held at Pastor. Derek's Church, another one of the overseers, and Gordon McDonald gave just a, a closing blessing to the group that he was sharing with, and I want to just play that blessing on this church, rather than to say it, I believe that it's a word for this church to, to move forward in what God has for you, and so if you can just play, it's only about a minute and a half. And I then. lift
1: my hands toward heaven, Lord. I lift my hands toward heaven, Lord, in this moment to pray for this wonderful group of youngish people who are <laughs> establishing who are establishing a whole new generation of ministry. Lord, they need wisdom. They need insight. They need courage. They need to be strong in Jesus as these days go by because they're living through and giving spiritual leadership in some of the most difficult years in our country's lifetime. So I pray that you will give them the unity and fellowship of Christ's people. Help them to fill the air with the presence of the Spirit of God. I pray that you would keep them from sin, that you would raise up for them friends that would speak into their lives with great power and strength. And I pray that they will be known wherever they go as people of the word, representing Jesus in a beautiful way. If any of them these days struggle with sickness or even despair, if there be those who are discouraged, I pray and offer them up to you in these moments. In the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit,
0: I bid you goodbye.